This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. A cold trip up North Het ends in a goalish draw after City enjoyed lots of possession and attacking opportunities but failed to make any count. It was SLO Jerry Tottenham's 1,000th away game, but not one he will remember very fondly. The minutes since scoring an open play clock continues to tick on, but it's a point after two defeats. And Matt is up in Huddersfield on his way back down south. And Matt, you're... Your thoughts on um, a very frustrating evening? Yeah, I, I think it probably will live long in Jerry's mind, mate, because he, um, half time, he had to do the spin round the brush and try and take a penalty. <laughs> Did um, he? <laughs> yeah, and, and ended up falling over and um, broke the brush and probably got a load of grass stains on his, uh, on his thing. So I think it probably will <laughs> live long. Uh, and that's probably the only thing I'm going to remember about this Huddersfield game because it was absolutely dire. Absolutely okay. dire. Oh, well, it didn't look much better on the TV other than we we looked like we were in control of the game um, and just couldn't make our possession um, and the number of fouls we received, we couldn't make any of it count. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, I don't want to be disparaging of, of Huddersfield. They're, they're a side clearly low on confidence, being bottom of the league, but they were terrible patch. And how, how we've not come away with three points, I really don't know. Um, mm. They were passing the ball out themselves, you know, straight into touch. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we'll do our talk club check-in. I'm a bit nervous about doing it, but we'll do it anyway. Um, we'll come to our guest first, and that's uh, returning guest, Adam Gould. Adam, how are you? Evening, gents. How are we doing? You okay? Yeah, not bad, mate. So how are you out of 10 after watching that, mate? But after that, in general, <laughs> I, in general, I was doing okay before that. Um, and Maths just picked me up with that little story about Jerry because I was pretty downbeat after watching that ninety minutes. It's the first time I've smiled probably since about seven forty-five tonight. So <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm hoping someone's videoed it because it was absolute classic. <laughs> yeah, good. No, do you know what? It's it's we should have won. Let's just stick to the numbers. I'll, I'll come in at a very optimistic six. I think after that. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I generally am always swayed by the number, but I'm going to go seven. Um, uh, it's it's Tuesday. We're almost into Wednesday. Uh, it's a midweek game that I'm able to watch from home, not travel north. Sorry, Matt. I'll bring you in in a minute. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a good day. I've had a good day, and and that is a point. I said on the radio last night, as you pointed out to me, Adam, before we came on, that we wanted to stop the, the 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 two defeats and get a point, get something. And I think we probably would have taken a point before the game, but seeing how much or how little Huddersfield has to offer, it makes it it makes it that little bit more difficult. So um, I'll be a seven, Matt. Yeah, I mean, interesting about you saying about yeah not having to travel north because it, it's very difficult sat in my heated seats drinking cans of lager, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um, I'm probably a seven, mate, but purely and simply just because of the fact I've watched the game with Rach, my my friend, so or my best friend. So yeah, it's uh, it's probably only because of Rach that I'm a seven. From the game, I'd probably be down to a five or a, a six. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look at the team news. So, um, Callas, Williams, obviously out and both out for, uh, well, Williams out for the rest of the season. Callas out for six weeks ish was the, was the word from Nigel, um, before the game. And Mametti drops out as well. So we had De Silva, King, and Wells coming in. Um, so Adam, team selection, it was a bit of an interesting one to see where we went with this tonight, but he's, he's uh, made those changes. Your thoughts? Well, I'm glad we didn't drop to a back three stroke back five. Um, playing against Huddersfield, I, I was felt was very important to stick with the back four, which we'd had, and take the game to them. Um, massively disappointed about, obviously, Williams and Callas. Uh, six weeks for Callas. I know that Nigel said that's sort of, we don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Can I see us seeing him before the end of the season? You know, that's going to take us pretty close anyway of where we are. I'd like to think we do, but would you risk him? So, yeah, disappointing, um, but but glad we came in. And we've had more than enough there. Tanner and Jay, left back, right back, I'll take that. Andy King coming into the centre. I know we've got hindsight's a wonderful yeah. thing. We've just watched 90 minutes of of a guy whose who's legs have gone, I think. Um, maybe we could have put a bit of youth in there, but I was happy Naki went up the middle um, and, and Bell went back out to the left. And after his little blip on Saturday, maybe not a bad idea just to just to rest Mometi and keep blooding him slowly at this level. So, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it. King wasn't a surprise. I thought we all thought he had to start really, but yeah, it was it was kind of a what I expected really. There's no real surprises there after the injuries we picked up at the weekend. Just very quickly on the Callas point, so that probably brings him back if six weeks is is the time to uh, City home to Rotherham. Um, and then you've got the next game after that is Burnley, and then we're into the final game of the season. So That's maximum it, yeah. three games, three games of the season. And will that be enough to earn him a new deal or an, an improved offer? Well, you'd like to think by then with those three, I think the season's pretty safe anyway. You know, we're not really looking up or down after the last two results now. It's done, and generally when the season's done, it's a nice time to blood the younger players. Mm. What are we going to learn about Callas that we don't know in three more games? Not a lot, yeah. really. I think the decision's been made on him. Um, I'd like to think we'd offer him a new contract on reduced terms. It's yeah. just whether he's he's willing to accept that, because I think he, there's a player in there that could probably get the same or a little bit more maybe going abroad again. So I fear we may have seen the last of Thomas. And I, that's, I think that's a shame, because I think he's a, he's been yeah. a, a great player for us. No, agreed. Um, Matt, the, the front three, Sykes, Wells and Bell. It was good to see Wells down the middle. I think Bell's been been playing his better games when he's been left of a three and Sykes retaining his position with Mameti dropping out. Yeah, I think it was probably the right choice. I think, you know, exactly what Adam said, Mameti's going to need to find his feet again in the championship. Um, and while Sam Bell's not been hitting the target, he's still working very hard and still causing teams problems. So um, I think the, the front three were what I expected in, and the rest of the team, I didn't think there was really too many other options. Yeah. OK, right. Let's get into the minutes then. So in the fifth minute, Viner in control, but struggles to clear his lines, heads it up in the air. Max comes, punches, collides with the Huddersfield striker and he goes down in a big heat, Adam. So it was a bit of a messy start. I think he took one in the crown jewels to put it nicely um, right at the start. It was a it was a bit of indecision there by by Zach. Um, I mean Max came and he was confident, wasn't he? You know Max of of probably three or four months ago might not have done that, especially that early in the game. So a bit of a messy start, but 
and then we got away with it and and you and you sort of crack on but i did fear that please don't let this be a neil warnock time where we're we're panicking and that warnock factor was in my mind before the game and as soon as that started i thought oh no there's a there's a long ball we hadn't dealt with is this <laughs> going to be a long night but it didn't ever come to that you know we were never in that that sort of bother but yeah one one of the tidiest of starts from the back two there no matt into the ninth minute and it's uh sam bell breaking he passes it into alex scott who feeds Naki Wells, comes back out to Scott and then a scuffed shot from Sykes. So not until the ninth minute did we have our first opportunity. Yeah, it was a a bit of a, a slow opening from both. Um, and and probably the Zach Viner header set the, the tempo a little bit for Zach. He just had one of those games tonight where it just didn't really happen for him. A lot of misplaced passes and, and that was the kind of theme for the, the opening bit. But Belly got away well, um, and yeah, it was just a, as you say, a scuff shot, um, and was was pretty much the the way the evening went. Yeah. Do you think um, anything was in Zach's head about the fact that he's got a, a new centre back partner, and whether he has to compensate at all, and maybe talk talk him through it a little bit more? Do you know what Rach said that to me during the game patch? She said, you know, is it the fact that he's the kind of leader, he's the mm. the main man now, is is that weighing heavy on him a little bit? And to, to be honest with you, I, I genuinely felt it did tonight. He he was very, very unlike the Zach Viner that we've seen this season. Yeah. I mean, when when you play centre half, you you build a partnership, don't you? And yeah, exactly. Him, yeah. him and Big Rob are working well together. Callas has got so much experience, he's easy to play with as well. Yeah. And as good as Pringy is, and we've seen him play play centre half before, it's kind of the first time. And and Zach was the most mature player in there, the most amount of caps, yeah. and he and he was looked at as a leader. And and that'll take some time. Um, yeah. as, as good as Pringy is, and I, I we all we all rate him. I know Math does. I don't. I'm never going to say anything negative about Cam Pring in front of Math Wizards, but <laughs> it was um it was a little bit like that. It looked a bit disjointed, didn't it, at times tonight? There was a couple of times where Zach was sending him wide, saying, you get wide before he was playing the ball and things. But yeah, that'll have to come because we've got no other option, I'm afraid now. Yeah. And then in the 12th minute, I've got a note here, Ads. It says, um, evidence of a back four who haven't played together. A bit shaky, but going forward, Sam Bell's getting more joy, knocks it past Jackson, gets brought down. Jackson's booked, so won't be able to do that again. And it was... Um, it was great, great to see Sam Bell just getting getting the ball, knocking it past, knocking it past the man. And it's something that when Semenyo left, I was I was thinking, right, who have we got to do that now? But obviously, Sam Bell is capable of that. He's got the pace and he's got that, um, you know, that attacking edge. Yeah, very simple, wasn't it? It was right in front of the dugout. So you'd like to think the whole the whole bench was screaming at him, knock him. Let's see an early part of the game. Let's see how much pace you've got. And it's ideal if you can get your fullback or or your marker on a booking that early on. I'm thinking this is great. He's done him for legs. He's already on a booking. Let's make the most of this. Now we've got 80 minutes in the tank to to really get at him. We didn't see it much more, but it's a real positive start from Belly. And I was pleased after the weekend because his confidence must have got a, a big knock after the weekend because he did struggle against a physical Cardiff team. I don't think we played to his strengths having him up top. I was really pleased. And I, I even made a comment to me, Mrs. who's with me and she doesn't really care. I said, that's good from Belly. That's really good. That's good confidence from him. She sort of looked at me and, and went back onto Instagram sort of thing. But oh, I love that. Yeah, love it was that. it was a good start. But again, we didn't make the most of it, did we? You know, for the rest uh, of the half, we should have got him a bit more there with Belly. 
Matt, there's a key moment in the 15th minute. It's Bell chipping it in and Sykes gets a hell of a shove in the back. My initial reaction was a penalty watching on the TV, as was lots of other people I know that were watching. But no, anywhere else on the pitch, that's a foul, isn't it? Yeah, it was the far end from us, so it wasn't easy to see. And Sykes has got that little bit about him where he does kind of go a little bit easy with a challenge. But from where we were, it looked like a full-on shove. Um, and the way that Sykes then went after the referee, you felt for sure that it was. So, yeah, surprised that he didn't give it. Yeah, Ads, obviously you watched and we had the the uh, the replays available to us and Still it looked, looked definite penalty to me. I thought so. I, I, anywhere else in the pitch, it's not even a question, but I thought it was a, it was a nailed on pen right in the back. And I go a lot on players' reactions. I know people sort of, they throw themselves around, but... As much as he does dive and look for a, a free kick here and there, he's quite savvy, um, Sykesy, from what I've seen this season. Yeah. He was straight up and he chased him. There was a bit of there was a bit of real reality in his reaction there, and it's a penalty for me straight yeah. away. If and the minute if, if VAR is in our game, that's penalty. Yeah, and, and minutes later, the set, same thing happens. Not not in the penalty box, but it's Sam Bell this time shoved in the back. No foul, and Pearson was going apoplectic. <laughs> a good word for this late in the evening, but yeah, he was, <laughs> and it was right in front of him, and. I think, did Pearson buy into Warnock's tactics a little bit? Because it's not the first time we've seen that. You know, I've, I've mentioned his name again. Um, we shouldn't have been surprised that that sort of thing was going to go on. When he reacts like that, does that translate to the players and they're going to get a bit wound up and, and buying into it as well? I'd like to see a little bit more from Pearson there. Just just calm it down. It was still early doors, you know. Let's, let's calm it down a little bit. <laughs> right, 24th minute, Tanner well advanced and whips the ball into Bell, who can't quite get enough on the hook of his right foot shot, Matt. So that one was really close. Good advance play from from Tanner. And to be fair, Tanner and De Silva were both getting forward like like wing backs rather than full backs. Um, but it's a ball inside and, and Bell just can't quite get enough on it. Do you know what, Patrick? It was, it was a, a game at the far end, but it was a really, really good run from Sam Bell. Um, and, a, a, you know, my immediate reaction was he should have scored. But you then take the, the the positives from the fact that it was a proper striker's run. So you know I'm not not going to be overly critical on him. And it was probably the first passage of play where we opened them up and we played some decent football. Yeah, another booking for Huddersfield straight after that. It's a nasty tackle on Matty James, one right on the top of his foot, which which did come back to haunt him a few minutes later when he went down. You thought he feared the worst, Adam. Oh, um, yeah. And then, so so your thoughts on that? And then a chance with a nice back heel from Naki Wells, which Sykes, Sykes can't quite get on the end of and nick it around the keeper. Well, that's that's one player we cannot afford to lose at the moment. I think how, how Matty James has played for the last, crikey, we go back four or five games now, um, to the point Pep Guardiola even commented about him. So, He's one player we certainly can't afford to lose at the moment. I did fear the worst when I saw him go down off the ball. You know, we saw the knock he had, and he's gone down off the ball. They waved the physio straight on. And I thought, crikey, this could be bad. Thankfully, it was just a knock, and he'll run it off. Mm. How that bruising comes through the weekend, it might be a little bit tough by Saturday to run off, but hopefully it'll be okay. Mm. Um, and then the chance again, it was probably our best period of the game. You know, these last few chances we've just been talking about, this was when we were creating chances, and I was... I was happy at this stage. I thought we'll go on, keep creating chances. Huddersfield hadn't troubled us one bit, and I thought we'll get one in a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was so confident at this stage. I thought it's coming. Don't worry, it's coming. Yeah. We're all right. Exactly. You look. You look at the clock, and you think, right, we're only in the twenty-fifth minute, so plen- plenty of time. 
Um, Matt, so your thoughts on that? And then in the 33rd minute, Scott Cross, Sykes header, well saved. Then a very well delivered in-swinging corner from Alex Scott that's flicked on by Tanner. Header from Pring is saved and it falls to Andy King, whose side foots it wide. And, um, you know, the keeper did have his arm over. So Andy King's obviously trying to trying to squeeze it in in the near post, but it goes wide. So three really good opportunities in the space of six minutes. Yeah, I thought it was a really good save from the keeper, that one. And, and I think it's the one I'm thinking of. I think King was offside then with the follow-up. Was but, he? Um, thank God. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a really, really good save. Um, after, a, again, another good move. And Adam's right. It, it did feel like they were so low on confidence and just weren't really offering anything at all. And especially with Danny Ward up top having had that that sort of knock um, that took a bit out of him, you just did think it was going to be a matter of time. And we, and we just couldn't get couldn't get that opening goal, which I think if we had have done, it's the sort of game we probably would have gone on in one, two and three. Um, but it just wasn't happening. And, and to be fair, their keeper was probably their best player. Really? Yeah, probably agree. Um, 44th minute, maybe the, uh, the shove in the back on Sykes is on the referee's mind when he levels it up. For me, Jada Silva, last-ditch tackle, Adam. Um, looked like a penalty to me. Really, pretty clumsy. Looked like a penalty. Um, the commentary I was watching um, via the red button on Sky, he he tried to justify it by saying that Jay was already sliding. He was out of control with his body. The replays I saw, that's nailed on. That was, if Sykes' push in the back was sort of 70% pen, this is 95-100%. It was right in front of you, Matthew. You must have seen it. And... I thought that was a penalty. I was just waiting for it to, to be given. I could not believe Stonewall, it. Stonewall, lads. Yeah, yeah. Stonewall. And, Bang on. And actually, I, look, I looked at the ref and he just didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then because the play carried on, he then obviously played it on. But yeah, we, we were absolutely convinced. And then from that moment on, um, the fans were chanting about the ref and sign him up and... And obviously, me being the negative Nelly that I am, I'm like, well, what are you singing that for? Like the next one he gives, you know, he's going to give it against us. But <laughs> yeah, it was an absolute stone wall. Yeah, definitely. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank you. Right, so the halftime stats I picked up on, 71% possession we had, five shots to their one, three shots on target to their zero, two corners to their one, and uh, we had 10 fouls um, on our players to our one on theirs. So, yeah, that was pretty much the story of the first half. But let's hear what Rob had to say. 
Rather predictable, a stop-start half synonymous with matches against Warnock, yet after a slowish start, we thoroughly dominated. We've unlocked them at the back on numerous occasions with cute inside passes and good run off the ball, but we have been guilty of not taking any of what must have been four or five guilt-edged chances. As a result, a very poor Huddersfield side are still in the game, which has the half came to its extended conclusion nearly cost us. First, a rather clumsy challenge from Jay De Silva in the box and then another half chance, which we scrambled away for a corner. We truly should be well out of sight with a vital three points already bagged, but you can sense the possibility that our missing clinical edge could yet come back to haunt us and bite us in the proverbial. Need to get back on the upper hand, keep them quiet and get a quick goal or two to keep off any potential home rally. Otherwise, they will have their moments inevitably. Fingers crossed. Adam, you happy with that? Well, he could have wrote that after the game because he's <laughs> almost called the second half there at the end of it with with how it went. Absolutely spot on from Rob. That is that's yeah. superb. You know, really, really good. Yeah, Mystic Rob. Forty six minutes. Scott bursts forward. Bell to his left and Wells to his right. He just decides to go it alone and goes to the ground, landing really awkwardly on his shoulder mat in some discomfort. Yeah, he he delayed the, the pass and wasn't quite sure what to do. And then it was an Alex Scott of last season. Um, he went to ground needlessly because he'd lost the ball. And yeah, was was a little bit fortunate because he could quite easily have popped his shoulder with the way that he landed. So um, it won a free so, kick. Again, it won a free kick, Matt. You, that won a no, free kick. No, not not for me. As he looked like he dived all day long. Um, okay. may, maybe he got a knock as he was kind of running it pace, and, but it felt like it was three or four strides afterwards that he went down. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't think it was a free kick, I've got to be honest. But it was a, a lovely little run from Scott, showing again that yeah. gliding way that he goes past people. Ads, what do you think it is with the forward run from Scott? We've seen the forward runs from Mimetti. They often don't pick the pass. Is it the position of the, of the strikers either side, or is it just momentum's carrying them in one direction it's end product at the end of the day I, I think you can you can sometimes label it on the strikers and the space they're pulling into you can sometimes say they've not taken their shot early enough they could do one more but it comes down to just a general decision making of end product and that's what don't get me wrong Alex Scott is the best player I think I've ever seen in a Bristol City shirt so I'm being very critical but it's what makes superb players absolutely outstanding Premier League players. They've got that decision-making process. And I think it's a number of things. Sometimes you, you should release it quicker. Sometimes he's got to pull the trigger, take him on. There's a number of things, but he's still learning his game. You know, this is his, his first true full season. He's yeah. the most most capped player, I think. You'll probably correct me on that. I think I don't think anyone's played more than him as, as of this season. Appearances this season, yeah, probably not. So, um, yeah, it's it's just that final decision making. And when you're running at pace with the ball, the pace he can travel with, it's going to take a hell of a player to make the right decision every single time. You know, I don't know how quick you were when you used to play patch, but did you ever? I mean, <laughs> I just I, I just shot as soon as I got the ball, yeah. <laughs> wherever I was on the pitch. I think generally in midfield, when you've got that bit more time, his decision making is excellent. But just in that final third, when it counts, um, I think he could just just improve a little bit, and he will do. I've got every every faith he will do. 
Matt, same same question to you after the 55th minute when Sykes carries it forward in, in more or less the same way, but he does get a shot away, but little power. So again, not not opting to slot in a striker. No, and it kind of ran across. So I'm I'm not overly critical that he took the shot, but just just like with Alex, they just didn't get enough power on it. Um, it was left left foot for Sykesy. Um, he, he again was probably. I, or arguably our, our most attacking threat. I mean, in the first half, he'd cut inside. And I'm liking the fact that he's starting to do that now. He's bringing the ball inside and looking to get a shot away. For me, something he just needs to work on probably in training so that it just feels more natural and isn't the swinging at my left foot is. Yeah. Okay, 63rd minute, two substitutions. Um, it's Bell from Ameti, Cornick for Wells. Um, Matt, your thoughts on on that substitution? Yeah, Mameti we were crying out for, really, because it, you just felt with just how low on confidence Huddersfield were and their defenders at the back were, that they were good defenders, but weren't particularly quick. We all thought that Mameti um, would probably be the one that would open them up. Um, and Cornick, N- Naki cut a frustrated figure tonight. Um, so I wasn't surprised at the Cornick change either. Um, I'm still not convinced he's a number nine and playing down the middle. Um, Nigel Pearson's obviously seen something and, and seen something different than I think a lot of City fans are at the moment. But as I've said before, I'm I'm going to reserve my judgment on Cornick until next season when he's had a pre-season um, and is you know used to the players that he's playing with. But I think both subs were the right subs at the time. Yeah. 66 minutes, a Huddersfield break and Coroma's shot is narrowly wide. It's literally inches wide and straight up the other end Mameti's left foot shot is deflected wide and then a shot from from Scott is deflected into the keeper so Adam the 66th minute there there was uh, three chances one up one up our one up their end and uh, and we had two ourselves bit of a warning shot with them having that that attack I thought I thought they're they're coming at us and we just had to realise that they are still in the game here it is still nil-nil because despite our lack of chances, you know, the, the odd half chance for Sykes, Scotty's had one on his right foot a bit later on, Mamey's had one. We didn't really have any clear-cut chances, but you still felt it was going to come for us. And then from nowhere, they've had they've had a shot, and you think, oh, crikey, they are in the game here. Um, it just starts stretching a little bit. We've made our changes, and you think, it's make or break now. The, the subs either settle in, or they take the initiative and go on. Um I don't think the subs made us any stronger, to be honest. I thought it was the right time. I even heard a little murmur from the City End that they were singing Mimetti's song. Um, so literally, literally crying out for him to come on. Mm. But I don't think the impact of the game. Mimetti had a lot of the ball. He's still finding his feet at championship level. Um, so I'm not I'm not judging him at all. But he didn't affect the game as much. He had a lot of the ball and did nothing with it. And Cornick, I'll... Um, I'll let Matt speak about that and we'll judge him next season maybe and carry him because I think somebody said somewhere in the week whether I read it on Twitter or something, he looks like a guy that's won a competition on Twitter at the moment to play for the first team. But we'll see how he goes because there's a class player in there because I saw him at Luton do it. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for a few more weeks yet. So into the 72nd minute, it's Mimetti trying to dummy a pass from Sykes, but it just catches his leg and doesn't then roll through to Cornick. But um, we were motoring forward then, Matt, and we we probably had one more forward than uh, Huddersfield had, had in defence. Yeah, um, Mameti, an element of sort of trying too hard. He was sort of 
going deep to get the ball and then coming through. And he did, I think he did it a, a little bit later as well. He dummied over for one that Jada Silva was out the back of. But um, yeah, he was just trying too hard, Patch, really. Okay, 76 minute. It's Vyman coming on for Sykes. So uh, not coming on for Tanner, Adam, on this occasion. Yeah, I think I think everyone had that banker. That was gone. That was the bookie's favourite. So the bookie won that one. But I did notice a little arm armband switch as well. And that was a only <laughs> contention a few weeks ago. And the armband was handed straight over. Yeah, so he's on. And I think Tanner deserved that because Tanner rated quite high tonight. I thought he had a, especially in the yeah. first half, he played very well. And Sykes was huffing and puffing and getting nowhere. So I thought that was a good change, actually. Yeah, criticised Pearson on the weekend for his changes. But I thought that was the, the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Into the 79th minute, Mehmeti cross in is headed on target by a Huddersfield defender. So uh, a great, sh- great shot on goal for us there. But it was a great save as well, Matt. Yeah, he pulled another good save out of the bag, and it was travelling at pace as well. Mehmeti's shot was decent, um, and yeah, the, the the defender did well to get his head on it. But yeah, it was it was definitely dropping under the bar. The keeper did really well there. Yeah, best, best chance of the night. Yeah. Yeah, Mametti's yeah. cross was um, sort of reminiscent, not quite as as long, but the, the technique adds was the same as the goal that Atkinson scored. Atkinson, off yeah. yeah, he's got a little, almost like he stabs at it, doesn't he? He sort yeah. of does a, a little, with his laces, sort of toe poke and stabs at it. And it creates a nice little arc on the ball. It's, mm. a, lovely, it's a lovely cross, yeah. And like I, I just sort of interrupted, I think that was probably our best chance tonight, Pringy's header in the first half. And... And their centre half probably had our best chance, which kind of says it all, doesn't it? Well, yeah. And then the last sort of ten minutes plus injury time, it was it was just frustrating. You you kind of at this point, after watching the previous eighty minutes, you'd resigned yourself to the fact that it was going to be nil nil. But right at the end, um, Vyman has to clear one off the line to save our blushes, Matt. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, mate. I actually thought. Um that they were going to go on and steal it because we started conceding a couple of corners. I think Max had a kick one away as well just after the Vyman header and you just kind of felt, oh, this is going to be a typical Warnock sort of backs to the wall and then, you know, come out with a dead ball in, and get the three points. So actually in the end, if I'm honest with you, I was quite happy to take the point. Yeah. Okay, um, right, that takes us up to the end of the game. Um, Matt, I'll help you through the ratings. I'll give you a player and then ads if you chip in, if you disagree with with Matt. Um, yep. Start with, uh, we may as well start with Max O'Leary. <laughs> uh, I'll, give, I'll give Max a six. I don't think he had a lot to do, but what he did, he did comfortably. You know, that one with Viner in the first half, he came and punched well. Um, yeah, he had a couple of kicks that went out of touch, but... He's trying to find a player. So, yeah, I think Max had a decent game, so i give him a six. Okay. Tanner? Um, he's probably in the, the, the discussion for man of the match, Tanner. I thought he had a really solid game. Defensively was sound. Um, also got, got forward very well. So, I'd probably give... Again, I've got, I've got to temper some of them a little bit because I think the opposition was so poor. Um, mm. But I'd give George a seven, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, Viner? Um, I thought Zach was a little bit sloppy tonight. Um, and too, too often the ball was being played between him, Max and George when we needed to move it a little bit quicker. 
to be fair to Zach, he was probably the one that was trying to move it quicker, but often overhit it or put it into touch. But he was just a little bit lackluster and a little bit wayward with some of his passing. So I probably got to go a five for Zach tonight. He went long a lot of the time, didn't he? There was yeah. there was some long, yeah. hopeful balls, sort of channelish that, yeah. that that drifted out of play and nothing. Yeah, so I, I think a five, he, he did and his Nack, job. But Nack is, Nack is not going to win him ads as well yeah. when he's sort of playing about like that. Yeah, he, he might get his body in there, but we don't have the runners really then coming off of the, the sort of forward. So going long just, just was really meat and drink to their defenders, yeah. who, as I said, didn't really have a lot about them. So you, you, you kind of wanted to move them around a bit. Definitely. Tough night for Naki. I know we'll come on to him in a minute, but tough night for yeah. him with the balls yeah, and the service he was getting. Yeah, agreed. Campering? Um, probably in fairness to Cam as well, I, I think he was probably, he'd probably be five and a half for me, which I know we don't do. So I'd probably go six because he's playing in an unfamiliar position. But I also thought that there was a few moments with him where he kind of got the ball, opened his body, and, and maybe they didn't have the runners and he didn't want to just waste the ball, but he turned back inside and there was one occasion where he, he got caught, but I'll, I'll give him a six because of the fact he was playing in a an unfamiliar position you know, today. Okay, Jay Silver? Um, Jay did okay. Um, again, probably not had a lot of football, so I'd probably go... Six for Jay. He was trying to get forward. Um, there was one moment where they we, we were attacking. We got the ball. And then when you look, Jay was our most attacking player. And what the bloody hell is he doing up here? <laughs> um, we seem, seem to lose all sort of shape. So that panicked me a little bit. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give Jay a six as well. Yeah, for, for a flat back four, I think on, on at least one or two occasions... Uh, all of them were up the up the field at some yeah. point, weren't they? It was quite an attacking yeah. flat back four. Yeah, Tanner got up there. Yeah, I think that's how poor Huddersfield were. We were exactly our fullbacks could press on with only we're playing up a flat back four. Tanner spent most of the first half, as the camera showed it, right in front of us, pushing right on. And yeah. him and Sykes were on top of each other because they were they were that poor, just sitting back with no confidence, waiting for us to score. Well, I think yeah. with with King and James um, in sort of defensive midfield positions, if you like, uh, it 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 was often if if Tanner and De Silva did push on that one of them would drop back in and create a three yeah. at the back. So um, they they were well advanced quite early on the the fullbacks. Um, Matt Andy King, I'll give I'll give King six, and I know I absolutely agree with ads about his legs being gone. But he, he did mop up a fair bit at times. He, he does have a, or should have, a, a bit of a physical presence. Um, it will be interesting to see whether he can play two games in quick succession on Saturday. And he's obviously got common influence. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a six. I'll, uh, just, I'll just jump in on that. You do see a different yeah. game in the ground than you do on the TV. So yeah, I'll buy absolutely. that you were there in the ground. No, fair point, mate. <laughs> um, Matty James. So Matty was again, and I, I can't believe I'm saying it as often as I'm saying it, but he was he was my man at a match again. Um, I thought his his calmness on the ball when he went down injured, just for this game alone, I was absolutely you know thinking, oh my god, we're just we're not winning the game now. Um, but I thought he he won a number of those challenges again when they broke, you know, and he, he came away with the ball. Um, 
obviously took a knock in, and probably wasn't as strong in the second half. Um, but I'd give him a seven. And as I say, it was between him and George Tanner for man of the match. So I'll, I'll let you boys choose that. But yeah, I, I thought Matty James was was right up there with Tanner as our best player. Yeah, no, I agree. I think James edges it in terms of man of the match. Uh, 100%, Alex, 100%, yeah. Yeah, Alex Scott. In moments with Alex. Um, and it's funny you saying about Andy King that there were a couple of lads behind me who said King was better than Scott tonight. Now, I didn't think that, um, but it wasn't Alex's best game tonight. There were moments, but I think in a game like that against a team like that, that's where Alex Scott should be coming away and we should be talking about, you know, two goals and two assists and that sort of thing. So it's a six for Alex because he, he was still trying, but it it, it wasn't the top draw, Alex, that we've seen of late. Yeah. OK, Sam Bell. Um, I've got to be careful because I'm, I'm giving lots of sixes and, and actually I don't think it was a six performance because of Huddersfield, really. But Sam Sam worked hard. Had a couple of chances, not not quite happening for him. So um, it was probably an improvement on Saturday, I would say, from Sam. Um, again, it's probably a five and a half. So I'll let you two decide whether it's a five or a six. Do you know? What? I'd like to give him. I'd like to give him a six because I think he's being so brave. He's showing so much character. It's not yeah. clicked for him. He he came on the scene like he's scoring goals and he's brilliant. Everyone's talking about him. He was pretty average on Saturday and that's being fair position irrelevant he was pretty average but he showed a lot of bravery tonight to get himself yeah. in the positions he's got across the front of his man made a lovely run for that chance where he, he could have potentially scored he's had a go at it so if if anything I'd like to bump him up to a six just because he's showing some kahunas at the moment yeah. and, and keeping going for a young lad it was, pres- it was pressure nearly, on from Vyman pressure yeah, on from Wells Mimetti. yeah 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 and fair yeah. played with him. He's still yeah, going at it. Yeah. Nearly Give moments him. with him. Yeah. Naki yeah. Wells. So I agree with Adam. It was a tough night for Naki, but I I just felt with Naki that he was not not sulking, and but he just it he, he wasn't on it tonight in the way that he normally is. Um, I expected him to look really really sharp because of the fact he's playing against one of his old teams. But I also agree with Ad. He, he got next to no service at all. Um, so it's difficult. But I've I probably got to go a five for Naki. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, and Sykes? Um, Sykes, I thought, again, was probably our most creative or, or, or outlet in the first half. But didn't make it take the, the chance that came along. So... Another one, I'm torn between the five and the six. This is like the way our second half went, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of petered out into yeah. nothing. Okay, site six. And then finally, Nigel Pearson. Yeah. It's a game we should have won, so I've got to go five for Nigel. I don't, I don't know. Still there? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Keep going. Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, per- Pearson, I'll probably go five because I think it's a game we should have won. I think the Mimefti sub could have been made a bit earlier. But difficult because what choices has he got, really? 
but I just felt we could have probably been a little bit better tactically, um, moving them around a little bit more, trying to encourage them. And he might have been doing all of that, but on the, the overall performance, that's a game we should have won. Cool. Matt, we'll let you go because the signal's sort of coming and going. I'll just Thank do you, uh, the yeah, next no one. We'll speak soon. Take yeah, care. No Please drive. Take care. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Matt. Cheers, Cheers Al. So uh, just about got through that with with Matt. But um, as going into the Blackpool game now, um, where do you see in terms of team selection? Do you see him putting out the same 11? And what would you do? Um, I think Mehmeti starts on the bench again. I think, you know, Blackpool at home, we've got to be looking to win that. Um, we should have picked up points today, didn't. Looking at bad Cardiff we should have picked up points there. We didn't. I, oh, sorry, we picked up one point today. Um, but you want to win three, three out of one of those two games. So it's not a must-win game, but it's a game we've got to win. So Blackpool at home, get Mametti off the bench, crowds behind him, might be one or two up. That could be the tonic he needs to to boost him. I'd give Bell another go. I'd keep Naki up front and I'd have Sykes up there as well. Um, the, the interesting one for me is King in midfield, what we do around that. Um, James and Scott are in there. And I think the back five picks itself is whether we can mix anything up with King in the centre. It didn't work with Vyman on Saturday coming on as centre midfield. Um, I think that was blatantly obvious for everyone to see and a, a crazy decision. Mm. So King would be the only one for me. I don't think he's, he had the legs to complete 90 minutes, let alone two games in a week. So what do we do there and who do we put in and how do we play it? That'll be the interesting one for me. Well, yeah, it'd be interesting as well because we've got Omar Taylor-Clark on the bench as well, who's a slightly more advanced midfielder and not quite as defensive. So I, I think there's an opportunity to give him a home debut personally and see, see how he gets on in front of a um, you know what will be a 20,000 crowd and yeah. you've got Andy King on the bench if it's, if it's not going right for him. I wouldn't disagree with you, mate. With the maturity and the, the savvy that James has got and the experience, he's clever enough to know when to hold. And Scott's very. Scott's got enough games under his belt now, so it won't be the case where we've got the two younger players bombing on and, and leaving us a bit exposed. So why not? You know, why not give him a go? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if if we get that three points, and we only need what three or four more points to be safe in in inverted commas, um, and then we can start to see where we are with some of the other youngsters as well, and mix them into the team. So. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting remaining remaining batch of games and seeing where we go with it. But uh, yeah, I think t- tonight we've got a point. It should have been three after after you know watching the game and seeing how little Huddersfield have, had to offer. But uh, we can we can hopefully get uh, three points on Saturday and and go from there and kick on. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It will be indeed, Jen. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. We we sort of breezed over it, but they had two brilliant chances in the last minute. Neil Warren didn't get one over on us. You know, we, we've got a point. Brilliant. That's three three points Saturday. That's four out of four out of two games, and, and we'll take that relegation. I'm not looking at that, but we'll pick up enough. We'll be safe and interesting no. end of the season, really. So I mean, we we did our expectations at the start of the season, and mine was top of the bottom half, and we 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 almost got to that point we didn't quite sure. get there I don't think or maybe actually maybe we did maybe we just did get there um and obviously these these uh the, the last couple of results of of seen us drift down a little bit more but would that be success for you or expectation 
I we I think we all do that, don't we? Whether you're you're on a podcast in the pub or texting your mates and things like that. I think the majority were looking in and around 12, 13, 14 as a a successful season from mm. relatively in terms of the squad we've got, the players we've got. So I don't think we're going to be far off that. You know, mm. when you look at the points, how far will we be off a 13th, 14th? We're going to be in and around there. So I think it's it's realistic. You know, people argue that's not successful, but I think it is. Providing we can have progression next season and next season, can we be bottom of the top half? You know, yeah. I don't think we'd be pushing playoffs, but can we look between 10th and 12th next season with a, a bigger points points gain than we've got this year? And I, I don't see any reason why we can't, because obviously since Christmas, ignoring today in Cardiff, since Christmas, it's been a fantastic turnaround. Yeah. Well, you have been listening to, believe it or not, episode 400 of Three Peeps in a Podcast. Um, we've had 188 regular shows now. The most recent one was Sunday night. We went to watch the ice hockey, Bristol Pitbulls, which for anyone who hasn't been, I highly recommend it. It's a cracking watch. Very uh, Lots of adrenaline coming out of those boys, let me tell you. Um, so 188 regular episodes, about 23, 24 Robins reunited with more to come. And the rest have been bonus shows like this one tonight. So a real blend on three peeps. We've hit 400 episodes after tonight's tonight's show so uh thanks for listening some of you have been listening from the very start and some have come on with the bonus show and the robins reunited and the bristol city content so yeah check out a couple of those episodes i just published a robins reunited player stories about buster footman obviously we've got um we're celebrating his what would have been his 85th birthday at, at home to blackpool on saturday his son rick footman's coming down so uh yeah, keep an eye out for him at half time to receive uh, a special gift from Scott Murray. Uh, so yeah, that's happening at half time. So so check that one out. But for now, we'll leave it there. Ads, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Legend, Pat. Just I'll just chuck in, mate. I know it's not easy, and, and you and Math, you know, on the bonus show, you do a great job. And Matt tonight's in his car somewhere in the in the far flung reaches of Yorkshire with snow and sleet on his window. And you know, win, lose or draw, you're always on there trying to make the best of it. And a lot of us listen on the way to work and in the bath and wherever we listen to. So fair play, mate. 400 shows and, and all these bonus shows that you're doing on it. It's, it's a good listen. So keep up the good work. And it's a pleasure, as always, to join you tonight. Oh, thanks, mate. Nah, fantastic. Right. We'll leave you with the shucks, as always. And uh, we'll be back soon. Take care, everyone. Cheers for listening. Cheers, guys. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn
Watching that little town slowly disappear. 